comrades, Naomi from The Word Count here again on Writing Rants. That's W-R-A-N-T-S with a lowercase w and a capital R. To our faithful listeners, welcome back. If you are new to Writing Rants, thanks for tuning in. I'm poised to have a little fun today, so hopefully, my lovelies, you will be entertained. Today's episode was actually going to be a book-to-film analysis of The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. We are starting this book in our Storytime Read Aloud campaign today. But I received an email from an aspiring author, let's call her Amber, whose topic I wanted to share and address. So for context, Amber is what we call an amateur writer. This is not condescending, it simply means a new and or unestablished writer. The title also applies to writers who have not yet published, but may have been writing for a considerable amount of time. So Amber had finished her manuscript and sent her book to a handful of literary agents. She emailed me in anguished panic, saying that she'd received a number of rejections. She asked me questions like, is my story not good enough, or is my query letter too generic? I told her that I'd take a look at her manuscript, query letters, and other material to see where the weak link could be. Um, A little background on me, I'm a literary consultant, so part of my job includes manuscript evaluations, book review writing, and editing. So I read a lot. When I read Amber's manuscript, I noticed that she used a particular phrase that I see sprinkled in a lot of the manuscripts that I've read. Now, the phrases that I'm about to share with you won't necessarily make or break your work, but they do scream amateur, and that can cost you a book deal, your reader's interests, or a strong reputation, things like that. So one of the phrases that I see the most is, quote, I've bawled my eyes out. Amber, in particular, was very fond of this phrase. Every time her characters cried, wanted to cry, or reminisced about something sad, it was described in this manner. He hurt me so badly, I wanted to cry my eyes out. Tears sprang to my eyes, and I knew I was going to bawl my eyes out. Don't bawl your eyes out, my mother said. You'll ruin your makeup. On and on and on. I'm going to be honest with you here. I hate ball your eyes out as a description. I I can't stand it. I think it's a weak way to describe agony. And though I concede that it's common in certain vernaculars, I've never heard it spoken aloud. I've only ever read it, but I've read it a lot in manuscripts. It makes me cringe every time. But my problem with this phrase and the ones to follow is mostly the -the over-the-top repetition. In Amber's case, and she allowed me to say this, she used some variation of ball my eyes out a total of 38 times in a 142-paged manuscript. That's a lot. And I'm not saying that that was the reason that she received all of those rejections, but it definitely didn't help. So if you like ball her eyes out, by all means use it in your work. Just don't overdo it. Learn different ways to describe crying and give some variety. But on a slightly more comforting note, the overuse of this description is not uncommon, much like with our next example here. The dreaded, all of a sudden, suddenly, out of nowhere, and then. I can't stress enough how annoying and frustrating this one is. 
This goes right along with the unnecessary use of as that I see all of the time. I know that when a writer uses these terms, they are trying to portray immediacy, but it's honestly exhausting to read when overused. If everything in your story is suddenly, 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 your readers will suddenly get very bored. All of a sudden doesn't add anything to the story. Take, for example, the sentence I recently read in a published work, actually. Suddenly, the train fell off the tracks. Firstly, suddenly adds nothing to the sentence. Take it away and you have, the train fell off the tracks. The action of the sentence doesn't change with its removal, so it shouldn't be added to the sentence at all. It's pointless, and it takes up valuable word count and space. Secondly, is there any instance when a train falls off its tracks that it isn't sudden? Am I missing a case of derailment that happened in slow motion? No. Therefore, the word suddenly in this example adds nothing to the sentence, and it will infuriate whoever's reading it. So just get rid of it. Now, this next cliche irks my nerves, mostly because it's used by writers who think that they are being clever and descriptive, but it's so cliche. I'm talking about the blood-tasting metallic bit. I can't tell you how frequently I read that description. I am pleading with all of the writers out there, anybody who is listening, stop using this to describe the taste of blood. It was novel and interesting and clever the first time. Now it's like a fantasy rite of passage. Like, you're not a real fantasy action or adventure writer until you put the words, I taste iron, blood, in your manuscript. It is beyond cliche at this point, and there is no need for it. Why can we not just say, I taste blood, and be done with it? It is better to be blatant and succinct than cliche. I can promise you that. There is nothing worse than a manuscript that reads like a collection of cliches and genre steeples. So the last example I'll share with you guys today is a big one. We actually don't have enough time to explore all of the intricacies today, so I'll probably address this again either here or on our creative writing blog, which you can find on our website under our Writers tab. But I'm talking about the word as, A-S. I really wish that we could strike it from the language. So here are a few examples. She looked at him as she sat down. She coughed as she laughed. As she ran, the wind hit her face. Now you might be thinking that these aren't horrible sentences. And they're not. But they're not great either. These are like the train example from earlier. I get that you guys want to show that these linking actions are happening at the same time, but ask yourselves, does it really matter? Is there a significant difference between she looked at him as she sat down, she looked at him and sat down, and she looked at him, she sat down. There actually is a significant difference, and that's the point I'm trying to make. The difference between those three sentences is spacing timing. If you throw in as to connect every action in your story, you lose variety in your meter. And that's really important. Your sentence structure greatly impacts the movement of your story. As much as I hate reading bald your eyes out, that has less effect on your manuscript than a lack of sentence variety. 
I have more examples of these types of phrases, and I will actually write an article further exploring this point once my frustration dies down. Um, but in the meantime, check out our other creative writing tips. Again, you have to visit the-word-count.com and check under our Writers tab. If you are a writer and would like honest professional feedback on your work, you can always reach out to us using the contact form on our website as well. So if you liked today's episode, don't forget to hit that bell icon and subscribe. I hope you guys join us next week for our book-to-film analyses of The Chronicles of Narnia. And in the meantime, I hope that you guys actually join us on our Storytime campaign. You can find our episodes on our YouTube channel, Storytime with the Word Count, or you can just check out our website. The link is on our front page. That's probably the easiest way to do it for right now. I again want to thank all of our faithful listeners who listen to me rant about somewhat nonsense week after week. For our new viewers, I hope that you guys enjoyed our episode enough today to join us again next week. Uh, So I'm going to say goodbye for now. There is a pot of coffee that is calling my name. I am delusionally exhausted. So ta-ta for now, comrades. Until next week.